0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, I'm thrilled today to be joined by two brilliant leaders, uh, two who have actually founded a new company called Oasis Health. Uh, we're talking today with Kari Severs and Snaza, Brian Matthews. And Brian and Carrie, Carrie, can you take a moment and introduce yourself and ask Brian to do the same, and one of you take the lead in telling us a little bit about Oasis Health Partners?
1: Sure. Uh, so I'll lead off. Kari and I met nearly a decade ago when I was working for SCA Health. And Scott, obviously, that's where you and I had the opportunity to meet. Kari was working for Optum at the time, and SCA had a number of partnerships with different Optum care groups starting in Southern California and eventually SCA became part of Optum and we had a chance to work together directly for several years in Optum Care and one of the things as i look back i had a great experience serving as the chief strategy officer for Optum Care particularly seeing the improvements in care for seniors when we had the right teams and the right systems in place to support our primary care providers and I left to help build an integrated care offering for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities at a company called Savita, and that experience really opened my eyes to the gaps in care that exist, especially when there's not strong preventative care in place, and that's a theme we'll keep coming back to today, but let me turn it to Karina.
2: Scott, thanks so much for having us. Uh, By way of personal background, uh, my family comes from small-town America, and I'm fortunate to have two grandparents in their 90s living independently in North Dakota, and uh, they really are the picture of aging well. So our mission at Oasis is to advance primary care for seniors, and, and that's really personal for me. Uh, Career wise, I most recently served as the chief strategy officer for the Mayo Clinic. And prior to that, I spent 15 years with United Health Group, uh, where I had the opportunity to be part of both the care delivery and the insurance businesses, both within the US and abroad. And uh, really, these experiences across health plans, health systems, and provider groups gave me a pretty balanced perspective and a a great vantage point to what works best in in value-based care. So our our journey has really come full circle. It's great to be working with Brian again and with support from AAA Partners and Google Ventures, we've founded Oasis Health Partners. Uh, We are a new organization focused on value-based care in rural America and our mission is to build healthier communities by advancing primary care. Uh, our goal here is really to apply our collective best practices that we've gained delivering value-based primary care across a wide variety of markets and populations and apply that to seniors in smaller communities. We've launched in South Carolina and we're gonna be expanding into additional geographies in the month to come.
0: Thank you very, very much. And, and you've served as chief strategy officer at Mayo Clinic Brian has served as chief strategy officer at OptumCare. I mean, two remarkable organizations. How does that background and strategy lead you or have you thinking about some of the things you're doing today at Oasis Health? Because those are brilliant, high-powered strategy backgrounds. How do you think about senior care, primary care for seniors? How do you think about that that part in the market and how important it is. Kari or Brian, do you want to take the lead there?
1: Scott, appreciate the compliment certainly, but...
0: Really, as we've thought about it,
1: it is about the seniors who are becoming eligible for Medicare every day. And every single day, there are more than 10,000 people in the U.S. that become eligible for Medicare. About 25% of those live in rural communities where access to preventative care can be a challenge, resulting in higher prevalence of chronic conditions, higher mortality rates, and other Health inequities. I know none of that is a surprise. And so we really thought about it as an opportunity to have a positive impact on lives in these communities that we want to, as Cardi said, we want to support primary care providers. We can provide data and analytics and technology and care teams and expertise to provide the absolute best care. And most importantly, it's allowing providers to spend more time with their patients. That is the key. And as they do that, they can thrive in value-based care, and it gets into all sorts of fancy terms, but it's really about that time spent on proactive primary care. And primary care partners, they can benefit from patient-specific data to help identify at risk and rising risk patients. We've got a tech enabled platform to simplify workflows and highly trained staff that can augment existing care teams. Patients who are at the focal point are gonna enjoy dedicated health advocates and nurse practitioners, prevention and care management resources and better access to in clinic, in home and virtual care. And truly, we're working with everyone from solo practitioners to large federally qualified health centers. In each case, our model is going to be tailored a little bit differently and specifically support them where they need and want support. And we're going to take full accountability for the clinical and financial outcomes of the patients we have the privilege to serve. And we share that upside with our partners evenly. So a lot of thoughts going into it. Would love for Kari to build on
0: that. Kari, why don't you build on that and also tell us you've got two 90-year-old plus grandparents living in South Dakota. Is the trick that they live in South Dakota or is the trick taking care of themselves? What is the trick to being a healthy 90-year-old plus?
2: Yeah, great, uh, great question, Scott. That's probably the, the million-dollar question here. Um, you know, from from my perspective, um, to what does it look like to to age well? Um, I, I think you've got to have a sustainable healthcare ecosystem in your community. And as we see from all the research out there about social determinants of health, the healthcare portion of it is certainly a huge component. And, and so is the community piece. And I think one of the, the elements that differentiates OASIS from other physician enablement organizations out there is the deep focus we have on local communities. Uh, most of, of these organizations have gone into major metropolitan areas and they've partnered with large scale medical practices. And you know this, this makes a lot of sense. That's where the population centers are. Most uh, Most 90 year olds maybe are not living in North and South Dakota. Um, But it's created a gap. And the fact of the matter is nearly 25% of Medicare beneficiaries are like my grandparents, and they do live in rural or micropolitan communities. And so our model is specifically designed to support these smaller practices in the smaller communities. We hire local, we partner with local community-based organizations, we intimately understand the health profile and Uh, the health opportunities that are abundant in the communities we serve. And and that's the the secret sauce. Um, Our average primary care practice we're supporting is 2.3 providers. And and so in supporting these groups, we're respecting their decision to remain independent. And we're also giving them an opportunity to participate um, in risk-based contracts they might otherwise not have been able to engage in due to that smaller scale. And uh, I I think by taking that community-based approach, um, happy patients equal happy doctors, and and we're really able to get to win-win-wins.
0: So fascinating. And, and, And Brian, talk about what you're most focused on this year as you get started. What does that look like as you get this started, as you get started with communities, as you get started with doctors, as you get started with seniors, as you get started with payers? What does that look like as you get going?
1: Yeah. So the first thing that I'd point to is we're extremely excited about the team that's joined us and the strong culture that we're building. We've got an incredibly talented team. They bring a lot of depth specifically in supporting primary care providers in value-based care. And importantly, they've come from a diverse set of clinical organizations. So we're able to have a lot of healthy debate around how exactly should we be supporting PCPs and we've got people that have a lot of different experiences in how best to do that. Um, Second thing I'd say coming back to kind of the culture is I've had the good fortune to be part of a number of successful high growth companies in healthcare and it really always is the culture that sets it apart and so Kari and I continue to be extremely focus on that. We're very proud of the values that our team chose to put in place and to live by. This includes listening first, doing the right thing, building together, going all in and having fun. So that's kind of thematically what's got us excited at the moment. And I think it'd be great, Kari, to talk about some of the specific initiatives right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think as we look at year one, we're really excited to get some quick wins under the belt, uh, but also to to prove out our long-term potential and the sustainability of our model. So if you look at why we started OASIS, our, our thesis is super clear. There's a shortage of primary care physicians. The senior population is growing rapidly and burnout is at all time highs for all clinicians across healthcare. Um, And in the backdrop, you have CMS and you have payer partners and and they really need and want to manage the total cost of care and are moving toward risk-based arrangements. So with all that in play, solutions like OASIS check all the boxes, but I think two initiatives that we're incredibly excited about um, for our long-term potential is first and foremost, potentially changing the face of rural care Uh, Today, these rural communities are predominantly senior, Um, they look like my grandparents, and uh, we believe a rural renaissance is upon us. And in that, um, in a post-pandemic world, if you think of ever increasing broadband access and a a desire for a, a different pace of life and a lower cost of living, we might see population shifts from big cities to small towns. And if we at Oasis are able to help reimagine this rural healthcare experience, we really could impact making that rural lifestyle more attractive and um, positively impacting some of these communities that that need and want it most. Uh, And and secondly, I, I think a big vision initiative for us is to make primary care a sustainable specialty. Uh, Today, our our country is suffering so much from a shortage of primary care providers and an even greater lack of PCPs that are willing to practice in underserved areas. So our dream at Oasis is that if we can contribute to revitalizing primary care and and making it more attractive to go into primary care, we really might change the game here. Um, So I I guess in closing, I, I just say Rural primary care presents significant barriers, but at OASIS, we're not shying away from these challenges. We're really celebrating rural primary care and are motivated to make a lasting impact.
0: But it, it is really exciting what you're doing and there's probably no greater need than rural primary care and it's such an important, and rural urban primary care and urban areas too, but such a critical thing and area to, to help keep rural communities healthy as well, just generally, in every sense of the word, because people can't live in rural communities unless we have great health care, too. I'm going to ask you each one or two tough questions each, and if they're too tough, you don't have to answer them. Okay, that's my setup for you. Deal. Kari, are, are, Kari, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> So so the question for you, the first question for you is, are you more a Golden Gopher or Blue Demons or or, or Duke fan? Duke or, <laughs> or Golden Gophers?
2: It's a great question. Uh, I have to say, well, I had a fantastic experience at Duke. I've got to go with my home state of Minnesota. Uh, go Gophers.
0: And what is a better business school? Two of the great ones are represented here. The UVA Darden School of Business. You've got also the uh, the, the Duke Fuqua School of Business and the Carlson School of Management. What What is the better school of business?
2: Scott, I think if you ask that question, you might disrupt our co-foundership.
0: <laughs> we, 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 we'll, we'll avoid that question. Brian, I have a tough question for you. And now I've known you for more than a decade, one of the brightest, most thoughtful people I know, really as good a person as they as they know. And, and by basically by by attribution, Kari, that makes you wonderful as well, because I know Brian wouldn't be associated with anything but a, another brilliant founder in person. Brian, the question for you is you spent early in your career time at the Congressional Budget Office. What is that like? That's something that's a mystery to most of us, the CBO and how they score things, how they grade things, how they how they decide on things. Is that art? Is it science? How able are they able to stay away from the politics of a question? Tell us just a little bit. Give us some insight into the CBO.
1: You're going deep in my history there, Scott. So what I would share is that it was an incredible appointment that I had for a couple of years and some brilliant people who are working there, toiling away to make sure that there is as accurate as possible of an analysis of every Bill that comes forward, and there are a lot. And so a very, very hard working group there. I think the continued challenge of it is, how do you keep it to be apolitical? And also, how do you get to a version of dynamic scoring? So you're not just modeling, here's what would happen based on the bill, but you're actually building in the real consequences and human behavior of things, and how it will actually play out in reality. So that was the challenge of, I think, what needed to happen there, and what often winds up being controversial.
0: Thank you very very much. I, I want to thank both of you, Brian Mathis. Ask... Hari Severs and Snaza. Snaza for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare podcast and telling us a little bit about Oasis Health Partners and the mission and the goals. So excited to watch this, this bloom and go. Both of you are tremendous. Thank you very much for joining us. We'd we'll love to have you back in six months and tell us how things are going. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. We really appreciate it.